what a weekend of football it has been. One of the best football weekends in a very long time. Special guest tonight, fan favorite, Hayley Tagaloa-Smith, joining us this week with a wrap-up and a preview of Week 10. Hayley, how you doing, bro? Um, pretty good, pretty good. Didn't get the dub, but it was a really great game overall. Like, our rookies stepped up. Um, even our third-year vets, like BK, Lucy, I've been saying it all season, when third year comes around, things make so much sense and your game just elevates. So I'm, I'm really happy with everyone's everyone's performance. It was a good game. Yeah, good. Moran, Danny, what a week it was. What a game. I mean, we can talk more about it in our wrap-up, but can I just say the predictions last week were twit, twit like a tiger. How did you both pull up? Danny, how are you doing? Uh, personally, I didn't pull up too great. Um, my ankle's pretty damn sore, but, you know, that's the least of other big things that are happening in our whole New South Wales bunch of injuries and stuff with some people that we love and adore that have hurt themselves. Um, but otherwise, otherwise, I'm okay. You know, again, we didn't get the dub either, but, look, it was a good game. It was an awesome game. Yeah, look, I'm, like I said to you earlier today, Danny, I said I apologise because I remember some point going in for a tackle and, and just seeing your foot and going, I have to stop her, so I'm just going to grab a foot. So I apologise. I apologise in advance for that. Um, Moran, how are you feeling? Actually, uh, sorry, Danny, I pulled up great. I actually feel better than I did in the game. Uh, so go figure. Uh, but if anybody's been following me on social media, I have done both ends of the spectrum when it comes to recovery. I have had the Hydrolyte and the Epsom salt bath as well as the KFC. So I've got it all covered and I'm recovered. Excellent. Excellent, excellent athlete styles. Guys, we've got a bumper episode to get through this week. I don't have the WA contingent with us until a bit later tonight, but I do have some commentary from the week that uh, that was in GW. So let's get started. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hayley, your game against the Rebels was, look, look, I'm going to say it. I was more excited to watch your game than I was to play my own game. Um, I, I honestly felt like that's what I was going to the ground for. Uh, I was super into it, and it was a showdown, that's for sure. How was it for you guys? Oh, we've been playing top of the table, top two contenders playing. It's going to be very exciting. Um, we've been planning for a while to play the Rebels, um, especially with their big margins. 60 50 um and then yeah just really really high scores um and then to come on the field and score first was a big confidence booster for us I was going to say ego booster but confidence boost is a much better word um so yeah no and who did uh standouts for me was probably Shano um Cheyenne who is a previous Rebels player so she was extremely nervous about the game and she had a cracker game. Um, I think my favourite play didn't get caught as a touchdown, but Amanda threw the ball and she dived for it. We all thought it was a catch. Ref said otherwise. Um, but, yeah, um, 
Rebels also brought it to brought it to us as well. They're um, obviously offensively strong. Um, so yeah, but a lot of the offenses offenses really. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think our wrap up really kind of. I think it did it justice last week because I think it was a matter of who could stop the run game first, like Alex said, but then it was also who could capitalize on the passing game the fastest, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I saw that, I saw that catch from Cheyenne and, uh, you know, we all, we all called for the touchdown in our end because we were warming up at that end uh, as well. And that was a great play. And considering that she's still such a baby, like she's only what, 16, 17 now. Um, I think she's just, she just 18. 18, just 18. Just 18. But she, yeah. yeah, she's, one of the youngest in our teams. Yeah, she's, um, she's got some talent there for sure. Very talented. I think she's. I don't. Never mind. I, I mean, I know we we were warming up and it was like, okay, all right, karaoke facing the game, shuffles facing the game. It was fantastic to watch, Danny. Obviously, you and I were team Raiders last week. What did you see of the game, and what was your thoughts? I'll be honest, I was trying to watch the game as much as I could, but then trying to focus on trying to get the team warmed up and stuff, it was quite hard. There was moments where I was kind of standing trying to watch the game and everyone's warming up behind me and then I'm kind of getting looked at, like, why are you not warming up? I'm like, okay, I'm coming back over. Um, So the bits that I saw of the game, it was just intense. Um, Obviously, yeah, I was Team Raiders for the day and I remember at one point seeing Amanda just take the ball up the middle and score. And I was like, yes, Amanda, yes. And I was like yelling and like, it, it was just really intense. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a, be a battle from the beginning. And from what I saw, you know, you guys did ballot out. And I, I really hope that if you guys do see each other again, um, maybe come, maybe come the grand, grand final, final, um, that you guys give them even more hell than you did. Um, this week around like I thought it was a really really good game from what I saw I think on to your point Danny about uh getting distracted while you're warming up I forgot to warm up one side of our entire team's other half of karaoke I was just like I got back and I was like okay let's do another thing facing the game and I was like um wait we, we haven't warmed up the other side of our body with our karaoke so I'm like oh sorry, sorry guys sorry guys I was distracted my bad Marin, uh, I know you you were flying in late. Uh, you got there a little bit later and you caught part of the game. What was the vibe for you? You, you would understand, obviously, the 1v2 scenario uh, and, and what the limited things that you got to watch. What did you think? So I, I did just fly in, so I didn't get the opportunity to get there nice and early and watch the game like I normally would. But when I start to warm up, I am a selfish player. I just focus on um, what we've got ahead of and what I've got ahead for me. Um, so I wasn't really watching, but I could hear the vibe and I was really feeding off that because we, like Stacey said, we were warming up right there. And I could hear, and you know, I, I'm, I'm human. I had a little look over every now and again, um, and there were plays being made left, right, and centre by both teams. You could you could tell it was a uh, two top teams um, going for it, and it just seemed like really good football. And it really actually got me amped for our game. Um, as much as I probably wasn't feeling it at that time, it actually helped me warm up. So I really used that, um, and it seemed to be pretty um, evenly cheered for. So that was great too. So. Um, you know, we, we were cheering for the right. We were just cheering for great plays, and it was great football, which uh, I think it actually gave a little edge to our game because I thought our game was also um, high level football as well. So uh, they definitely set the standard, and that's why they're the top two teams. Yeah, legit. You know, it was a tight one. Uh, unfortunately, the Raiders going down by four. 
I have to give it to Barker. Like I said, predictions were on point. Uh, and if we do see a Raiders Rebels Opal Bowl, it's going to be another game for the ages. Let's jump over to Stars Lions recap. Danny, I hated to do it to you. I really did. Moran probably didn't. But hey, our game was as epic as I knew it would be. Offensive shootout, a great game to watch. What was your thoughts? Look, I'm sad. I won't lie. I'm sad that we didn't get the win. But in saying that, bloody oath was it a fun, just good, solid game, I think, for both teams. Like, I saw so much improvement in some of our rookies from, you know, back in near week one, week two for this week. Some things started to click a bit more, which was amazing. Um, you know, our offense, as usual, we did some great things and then sometimes we just didn't execute, um, which we need to get better at executing and completing um, bits and pieces. Our defense, we all know it's our bit, bit of our weaker point. Um, but, you know, I think we did pretty well to try to stop Moran when she was constantly just being slippery and getting those TDs. Um, we tried. <laughs> Thanks, Moran. Um, and I do have to make note that you, Stacey, did not take a pick from me. Uh, oh, my God. I was waiting for this. I was waiting for this. Which is amazing. Thank you, thank you. But I will say thank you to Cody for picking me off. But then I'm just going to pretend that was just me thinking that Cody was on uh, my team just because, you know, I love her. And oh, you know, don't play in the outback helmet, my friend. I just made a mistake. <laughs> oh, dear. It was, it was an awesome game. And I think both um, teams and all the players actually really, really thoroughly enjoyed it and I think we got a lot out of it and I think you guys also um got a lot out of it too yeah completely look I didn't get my pick and I am up I am upset with myself because there were so many opportunities I apologize no offense Danny. there were so many opportunities but I mean I shouldn't have told you I was going to pick you up I met but you made my game very difficult I have to give you that I have to give you so many props for that Moran I've told you already how much I appreciate you coming down and helping us out but considering how thick you were you managed to prove why you were one of the best running backs we've ever seen in this country. And I'm not saying this to give you a bigger head than you already do. Watching you make chicken dinner out of chicken shit was magical. Magical. How I, I mean, you came off the field and you were looking, you, you were grey and you had no colour. And there was at some point where people were like, Moran, your lips are blue. Are you sure you can go back on the field? And here you go and then run another 20 yards and just be like, yeah, I'm off. And, you know, just a chunder in the backfield. <laughs> How'd that go for you? Uh, yeah, look, it wasn't the prettiest game for me. I was uh, randomly really unwell. So I woke up and I felt, I woke up at 4 a.m. or whatever it was to fly down. Um, that's the joys of fly and fly out. But when I felt unwell, I just knew I was tired. But my first red flag was should have been when I was on the flight and I said no to the snacks, the free snacks that were offered. Um, so I should have known then that something was really wrong, but yes, um, I was very, very unwell and I was having a stomach rejection moment or a few uh, on the sideline that uh, probably the other team were glad. In fact, um, my poor QB, Alex, there was one time, uh, I think we were doing, I think the play was a, um, a, a shovel to me or a, a speed option to me. <laughs> um, and I was making some pre-vomit noises uh, as I was in my stance and she had a little look over my shoulder and thankfully she took the ball and ran it because uh, my uh, my former teammate or Bayside Ravens teammate, Marissa probably would have been making a tackle and 
probably would have ended up wearing the contents of my stomach. So, um, yeah, so I, I really thought um, it was a good game. It was a tough one, an uncomfortable one for me. But, um, uh, you know, there was some really good blocking out there for me this game. And I really wanted to capitalise that and reward. I'm, I'm very much reward the effort being done by people who put themselves between uh, players uh, for me and the ball. Um, and yeah, I've really got to give credit to, I think it was about time that we returned some favour to the defence because the last few games, defence has really kept us in the game. So uh, it was nice to repay the favour and a bit more rust uh, knocked off this old girl, I suppose. Sorry, Dan. Guys, as amazing as the games were this week, coming up is another cracker. Let's jump straight into the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this week it's Lions v Raiders. Haley, I'm going to start you on this one. I know our first game against each other this year was under very different circumstances. I think this game neither team can think that they know everything that the other one has in store just yet. And I think that's why it's a little bit exciting. 100%. It's um, the first game to the game that's coming up is going to be very different. Like you guys have, hold on, before I continue, how good is our league thriving with the import? Oh, so much. So much. Danny's team, our league is doing amazing. Like not only, not only has the game, is the game now exciting, the, uh, the the rookies get to learn from all like from Christy from like Danny's girls like it's it's great that's that was what I wanted to highlight from listening to you guys talk so thanks to all the import girls that have come in and come down and play it's given us a great competition um like Cubis, I don't know I don't know about anyone else but has anyone else not noticed the fact that it's still seven aside like for some reason that really hasn't played much of a much of an issue this season because it's been that excitement of these new players. Hmm. I'm going to say I haven't noticed as much that it has been sevens because I think everyone also since I've played sevens last, the everyone's knowledge has gone up, everyone's skill level's gone up, and also with having the imports, all the FIFO players come down, you've got that extra, you know, bit of knowledge and bit of skill base to where everything's elevated and then they're bringing all the rookies up a bit more too with all that extra help. And I think um, – when you're playing and when you're probably watching, you actually don't think it's sevens football. That's my my personal opinion on it. I really don't feel like we're playing sevens. For me, who um, someone who hasn't played seven aside since 2012, um, I I actually thought this would be a bit of a a bit not as exciting, but um, it's certainly been a pleasant surprise. I've actually enjoyed um, the change up. Uh, but I have noticed the difference in um, the first game when I did a swing route out of the field. <laughs> so um, there was that. So there is some adjustment to the field size because obviously it's modified. But, um, no, I think it's just um, it's like a lot of sports. You know, a lot of sports have their full um, size league and then they'll have the, the shorter, faster, less player size. So I'm kind of thinking it like that. You know, you have like your 2020s in the cricket, you have your – super fives or fly fives in the netball and things like that. So that's the way I'm thinking of it. So it's just really now, instead of just being 
I mean, I'd love us to always go to 11 aside because of the international opportunities and for us to learn the full game. Absolutely. We need that as well as this. But um, it's, seven aside isn't as bad a, a, a format as I had remembered or presumed it was. So it's been a pleasant surprise. So I do invite other people um, in following seasons to come up to New South Wales or into New South Wales to play. Definitely, definitely. You know, I think this game, Hayley, uh, against us, I mean, having you didn't have Amanda for the game that we played against you. You jumped in at quarterback again, you know, and you and I were both quarterbacks together. And I was like, oh, man, I said, what's going on? Like, and then you were on the O-line for like a couple of arms. Like, where, where are you playing? I don't understand. But now, uh, you know, that Amanda's been down, how's it been running with a FIFA quarterback? Like, has that been difficult for you guys to like, to get some chemistry because we had the same question when we were talking about Cubas, you know, it must be really hard to find that chemistry and find that connection. Obviously you've played with Amanda on the O-line, so you know how she works. Um, but have, have you experienced any challenges that you think, you know, that you were not expecting to have or has everything just been pretty good so far? Oh no, it's definitely, it's definitely difficult. Like when it's hard when a quarterback just comes in the night before a game and she's never passed to any of our receivers before so you know you not know can't adjust all that stuff um so amanda came down on thursday and we had a training session before the rebels and it was really it was one of our best training sessions and she was really able to connect with shano kayla bk red on, on our passing game which like you guys said passing game was going to be a strong game uh, strong suit for the game against the rebels which you saw and the first half, we really did concentrate on passing. So it made a massive effect. Um, her coming down to training more often would obviously be helpful, but we'll just it just depends on her schedule, really. But it does, yeah, it has a big has a big part to do with it. Christy, who are you watching out for in this Raiders defense? I mean, what, what do we have to do as an offense to achieve, to try and get some pressure to put on this Raiders defense? Like, what's your feel at the moment? Well, what I like about the Raiders as a just a football lover is that there isn't really any standout. They're a real unit. Um, so they they really move together. So um, suddenly that more room on the field for seven aside doesn't feel like that. So um, I think there I think the a bit of misdirection, maybe um, setting them up to think that we're doing something else or whatever. Um, is probably we're getting the defense on the back foot is going to uh, be an advantage for any team that comes across um, these guys. There's a reason why um, these guys are the top one of the top teams, um, and they 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 come in. And I know uh, that you've lost Red, who is um, particularly brutal at any position you usually plays offense, but any position you put her in. Um, but I I think she set a standard there. There's quite they're quite physical teams, so. Um, there's not any one player I'm worried about. It's all of them. <laughs> Danny, what's your feel for this game? I mean, given that we've just played each other, look, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna put it out there right now that I, our defense definitely has a lot to improve on. It was not one of our our best games, and and honestly, I think that was because of the complexity of your offense. Um, and I think just given the fact that we had players playing out of position and stuff like that, it was just really difficult and really a cognitive load on the defense and props to you, Danny, for executing it and putting together that offensive playbook. But given what you have seen from the Raiders, given what you've seen from us, how are you feeling like this game's going to go? 
Look, I think coming back off the win for you guys, I think that's really going to, um, you know, get your girls going a bit more. I think that's a really, really positive thing going into this week for you guys. And I don't think that, you know, when you look at, of course, Raiders are a great solid unit. They've got great players, they're great as an actual team, like, like Christy was saying. You know, the defence, there's no one in particular that you really watch out for. It's the whole unit. They work that well together. It's kind of the same thing on the offence. Yes, you've got some great key players, but everyone on there, they just work so well together. So I think, you know, you guys as Lions are just going to have to come out really also as a unit and make sure you're, everyone's getting to their assignments, making sure their head's on a swivel for certain pieces, making sure they're watching for those misdirection things that, that, that you know, we know that the, the Raiders do. Um, and I think, honestly, I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Um, I think you guys are going to do quite well and be able to get some points on the board. Raiders, of course, they're going to get some points on the board. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a big defensive battle. Um, and, you know, with the momentum that you got from this week, I think Lions can can really bring it to the rate to the Raiders, which is I think it's going to be an exciting game. You never know what can happen. Yeah, look, I mean, in, in the past, Hayley, and you should take this as the, as the biggest compliment, it, it's never been a chore to come up against you guys, but in previous years, it's kind of had a different vibe, whereas this year, I feel like because the season has gone the way that it's gone, and, and I just think that the way that our teams have kind of just cohesivized a little bit, and the league is cohesive, that's not even a word, but cohesivized. Um, this this season, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to this game because it's always fun. It's never dirty. It's you know it's it's talent for talent, and that's what you love to see. And you know I know that I'm going to get a whole bunch of seeing you up in my grill blocking until the echo of the whistle this week. But I do need to get a score prediction from you. What's your feel? Oh, I'm not good with score predictions. Ask Alex. Alex seems to be on the ball. I've, I've got Alex. I've got Alex. You're not going to like it, though. <laughs> uh, well, that's because she plays for you guys. Um, oh, look, might be similar to the Rebels game that we had. It could, like, I, I'm going to say it's within a touchdown. There you go. That's, that's all. Decent. I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to say it's within a touchdown. You guys are a different team. It's a different team than we played last time. So we need to strategize. Alex had a great game. So I guess we'll find out on Saturday what the score will be. Hey, guys. Oh, oh, I like how you can get away with being Switzerland. That's okay. Fair enough. Uh, Danny, what do you got? Yeah, look, I think this is going to be interesting. Um, we all know that Red's a big, uh, is a big loss for, for the team. Um, she's a great player and she works so well um, on the offense in any position. You'll work so well together. So that is going to be a bit of a loss for you guys, um, for the Raiders there. But then also, you guys as the Lions, Stace and Christy, you guys lost your, I'm not sure, not sure what her name is, number 13. Yeah, DB. Yeah, she's had some cracker of some games. Um, some weeks so I think she's going to be a little bit of a loss too for you guys in the defense and I think it's it's yeah I, I think it's just going to be a def- defensive battle and oh I'm gonna to have to go Raiders probably they're probably going to be in the 30s and I reckon the lines are going to bust through just into the 20s all right. That's what I'm going. With. I don't. We're all being very vague this week, guys. We're all being very vague. I think. I think it's just honestly a really unknown game because 
you guys are like the lines are completely different kind of when you guys first played them um and coming off the back of back of this win is huge momentum and i really think that you guys are going to put it to them um and raiders are going to have to work their butts off but i just think that raiders have a bit more um depth you know depth. a bit, bit more depth than their execution is you know quite quite good they're, they're pretty good with their execution i just think yeah they, they're just gonna have it over over you guys <laughs> Oh, hang on. I mean, numbers always helps, right, guys? <laughs> numbers definitely help. Numbers definitely help. And look, I mean, Danny, you're right. I think I don't think that you ever get, you rarely get a situation where you're playing a completely different team for the last time that you're going to play them in the regular season this close to the end of the regular season. Like, yeah, you know, it, it's just a unique situation to be in, I think. Moran, what's your thoughts? How are we feeling? I, I feel like we don't have depth, but, hey, that's fine. We get away with this. <laughs> I think Danny was extremely diplomatic. And let's not forget she did drop me back at the airport after the game. How's that for league spirit? Um, but, uh, look, I really liked for us how offence started to connect. Like we talked about um, a, a fly-and-play-out QB come in, but I think um, also for Alex as our QB to have a running back come in and a wide receiver that changes a lot of things for her and and her and I have been talking and I've, I've actually given her some feedback on well this is how I know Cody plays and things like that and um, she was excellent in taking that on board and executing it it was actually pretty phenomenal she um, she picked up on it and she did it straight away and you saw on Sunday that connection and her and Cody had a phenomenal um, game and I was just running some in just to you know I don't want to give Cody too much um, airtime so I ran a couple in myself but it was off the back of some really good drives um, from Cody and Alex connecting because she's obviously got a connection with um, the other wide receivers and gets to practice there um, so I was really happy to see that so I'm hoping that we can continue that so I reckon it's going to be, well, I'm going to have to say Lions. Um, and I think it, and I like that we came from behind too. So we kept our tails up and we fought for it. So I think there might be a flurry of touchdowns at the end. And I'm going to say, I don't know, 16, 14. I'm going to say it's close again and that we're going to. All right. All right. Like I said, I had to consult fellow panelist Alex Barker. Uh, on this one because I know our defense has some work to do after last game. Our O finally clicked and it's excellent, but it's going to be a tough day on the defensive side of the ball. Just having lost some to injuries and the Raiders, uh, as the Raiders have also, but Barker seems to think, Barker seems to think, Lions get the win 24-20. I'm going to leave that one with her, but hey, you'll see her. Anything can happen. You've seen it, you know, it's a thing. But there you have it. All right, guys. Week 10 of the Gridiron New South Wales season is getting interesting. Two regular season games to go, and we are in playoffs. And you know what they say about playoffs. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Hayley, thanks for jumping on with us tonight. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Always great to have you on. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, also, like, you might not have depth, but you have the fastest running back in the entire country. So you know what? Take that as a winner, right? Not talking about Moran again. She's 10, 10, 10 kilometers an hour, definitely. Easy. Don't have depth, but you've got her, so you should be all right, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> See you later. See you next week, my friend. See you then. Bye, guys. 
All right, Lou, here we are. GW, it's you and us. We're missing Marie this week, but that's okay. How are you? How was your game this week? I'm good. It was it was good. So um, if you didn't see it, it was 56 to 14. Um, so that was actually probably quite surprising for us. Um, I didn't think we would have put on as many points as what we did. So obviously it's fantastic. Um Missed a few um, two-pointers, though, so I need to go back and look at the film and see what's going on there because if it comes down to that in a final, you want to be able to make sure that you score those. But um, my running back, believe it or not, um, she's amazing, but this was actually her first touchdown this weekend and that was it. (laughs) Chrissy doing a happy dance. Um, so she has been putting the work in and in every game, getting those hard yards for us. Um, and then all of a sudden it'll either be a pass or I'll keep it and we'll get the touchdown. So she's been putting in so much work. So it was amazing um, when she got her first one. We all ran up to her as well. And she's a rugby player. So she actually run ran right past the end zone and put the ball down on the ground and then stood up and she's like looking around and we're like, You've already gotten through. You can come back. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, it was so good. Um, but yeah, and then one of our defensive players uh, got to come on as well and play two back, and that was actually the mother daughter combo. So that was Sarah and Frida. Um, so they were together, and it was just awesome to see in the huddle when she's like, "Right, I got you, Frida. You got this, and um, come on, Frida, you can do it." And it was it was awesome. It was really really good. Such a good vibe. Um, and defense was so great again. Sarah was a standout. Um, Egg, Kerry was amazing. Kerry from Outback, um, she had a great game. She made a lot of tackles on Casey. Um, so, yeah, it was it was good. It was a good one for us, a good win. Yeah, good. And, and how did the Saints, uh, where, where did you shut them down? Was it their running game or their passing game that you guys got up on them? Um, I think it was a bit of both. So, um I think the receivers um, dropped a few for them, um, but when they caught them, they were catching them like 15 yards down the field. Um, but unfortunately, they just had some that they didn't quite catch when they needed to. Uh, and then we picked up on Casey running the ball quite early. So that, yeah, that definitely helped us. Um, and our de- our defense were just on fire again. They've been firing for the past two games where they've been able to shut it down, keeping that outside contain, making sure that um, then the linebackers are doing their job coming in. And we got a few sacks on Sally and as a QB, you never want sacks. And I think sometimes it gets in your head a little bit. Um, so she had a few and a few big hits too. Um, but yeah, I think we managed to shut down Casey, which was good. I mean, they still scored two. Um, and Casey, she uh, she stole maybe four from us. She is ridiculous. Like, I, I didn't even think you'd be able to steal it. And all of a sudden, she's got the ball and she's running down the field. And we're like, what's going on? How did she even get that? Uh, but yeah, I think we managed to, um, we were quite good, um, our DBs with the ball in the air. And then we managed to shut down Casey and not let her get as far as what she would generally like to. And you mentioned something there, Lou, that I think is really important, um, for next level football, as I call it for a defense is looking for tells. 
um, what we call tells in offense. So um, it's an early little signal that they might realize they're giving, that they're showing that they're going to do something, particularly whether it's a run or a pass play. And what I love about hearing about that, when you said they were picking up on the run pretty early, um, it first you can get in there, um, you can preempt and get in there and stop it from developing, which is fantastic. It, it takes away that advantage that offense has. But it also shows a presence of mind on a team when that snap happens because if anybody's played, it's fast and furious. It's done at 100%. Each play probably goes for 10 to 30 seconds long um, and it's 100%, just madness, chaos, right? Organised chaos. Um, so if a team at a snap of a ball can tell or even pre-snap can tell what's happening really, really quickly, um, it, it is a game changer for a team and you can shut down and when, the, when a defense does well like that, it gives an offense all the opportunity in the world, which is why you were able to probably score a lot of points. I mean, you're obviously connecting as an offensive uh, team, but it gives you that opportunity to do that and get some momentum and all of that sort of stuff. It's just amazing how it all just comes together as, and that's why it's the, we have a defensive and an offensive team, but it's the ultimate team sport. Oh, 100%. Case, uh, there was um, one play where um, Casey was out on the swing um, and we didn't pick it up for the first one. But like you were saying, then it's like the little tells and we could see what's happening. It was that that slight pause from Sally and then turned her hips. So um, as soon as that happened, defence came up. So then Casey couldn't get those yards on that swing like what she was getting. Um, so defence, as the game went on, um, our like, older players, our vets stepped up as well with that leadership role, helping the others out with going, okay, watch for this, watch for that. And it made it a lot better as well um, for them to be able to shut that play down earlier too. Guys, when we when we left Marie last week, she hadn't told us where she was heading to when the, the Jets fall out. But we found out this week that she went to the Valkyries, which is excellent for them. They played the Broncos this week. And from what I heard, they kept them scoreless until the third quarter when till, until the Broncos pulled it back. 40 nil to get the win. I mean, to come from a gridlock game uh, at halftime to a 40-point showdown in the second half is pretty impressive on both sides. Danny, you know, we've spoken about the Broncos and they're using their depths this week. What's the mentality at halftime when you've given everyone a chance to show what they can do in the games where you go, look, it's not going to be a, a super competitive game, so we're going to give everyone reps. You're going to you get everyone reps and all of a sudden the score is 0-0 zero, zero at halftime. How do you manage the expectations on the field when you have to go back to putting your best athletes out there? Because at the end of the day, you play to win the game, right? Yeah, exactly. Look, I think that is obviously an understanding between um, players that, you know, everyone's going to get game time, but when it come, push, push comes to shove, when you need to get points on the board and come through with a win, um, that you, know, you kind of just got to put the put the best relevant players in certain positions, to, you know, to get, to get you to those places. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that everyone's not going to get on the field or get reps, it just means that, you know, sometimes more people are going to be on the field um, other people are going to be on the field more than, more than others. You know, you might get people like, um, you know, like Struthy that is playing, you know, linebacker, but then she's, you know, she's going to go in at running back. You know, you might get those plays that are that are playing both ways a bit more. Um, they're not getting as um, many breaks. And I think players generally understand that. Um, and I think it's also, I also think it's actually really good to see 
for some of the rookie players to actually see other players doing that and realise that, oh, that's things that they can look forward to hopefully do one day and be able to be that versatile and be, I wouldn't say dependent on, but um, to be those kind of plays in situations where like, oh, I would love to be like that one day where where my coach and my teammates can look upon, to look towards me to, to you know, be able to further the ball, to be able to catch the, these passes, to be able to do this, to do that. Um, that and that's where my mind kind of goes. Um, so I think it's actually um, not all not all a bad thing for the people that aren't getting getting get getting on it as much. I think I think it's a really good kind of um, learning and development kind of point being able to see um, those players doing those things. So you know you can go out and do them do them later on if that makes well, sense. Well, I mean, you know, that all comes back to, you know, observation, learning, and Lou, you're a teacher and you know what I'm talking about here. Like, you know, you learn so much from your peers uh, that I think that, you know, sitting behind the the experience is never a bad thing, especially if you take, take it with an open mind and take the opportunities that you get to make the most out of them, you know, and, and what I say, uh, you know, to most of my players and, and what I aim to be in every game is a momentum changer. I never want to be the MVP. I just want to be the person that kickstarts the rest of the team to go, hey, look what we can do because someone's just done something really awesome. Um, and I think momentum changes are a big thing. Moran, I think that you've got a, I think you'd have a really interesting uh, view on or perspective on how you manage the rotation when it comes to crunch time. Like, like, I know that you've had this situation before with, uh, you know, with other backs and, and, and in your teams previously, what's, what's the vibe there? How do you, how do you keep the players engaged enough throughout the season when it comes to these crunch points? Is it just selling the, this is a team and you play for the team mentality? Look, I'll, I'll be really honest here. Um, the, the young Christy player was an absolute ball hog, still am to a point, but the more mature Christy player is not, I think. Um, and uh, I think I learned that lesson the hard way. I was very much an overused running back uh, and that I was a rod to my own back on that. I wanted the ball. I'm a typical running back. Give me the ball, feed the feed the beast, you know. Um, I want to run it. I want to run it. Pass plays are boring, blah, blah, blah. Um, but... And then I was surprised to find out that, you know, nobody else wanted to be running back when I was in the team. Uh, and I started to really learn. Um, and I was going out and playing and running and running, and I was fatigued every game. I was absolutely run to the, you know, because I was the only running back out there. Um, and I quickly learned that, uh, you know, I did my wrist and broke my, absolutely shattered my wrist in the semifinal, and we had no no depth there in running back, not because their people couldn't do it, but because I had kind of really... Uh, stolen that all the reps and I'm the type you have to come and tap me on the shoulder to take a rep if you want and you know not not many people not many rookies are going to do that when um, you know you have the likes of someone like me who's been around forever to come in and just have the confidence to tap you on the shoulder and say hey get out I want to do some reps um, and I've learned the, the 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 hard way too that there was nobody to backfill and we lost and um, we, that was the first time I wasn't in a Sun Bowl final um, and what I've since learned is also the appreciation of fresh legs. So I like that it's the first half they are running those rookies so that they are getting used to it so that they can come on, even if it's for one or two plays or a drive, it rests those key players so they come out and they can do the damage that they do. I now understand as a fatigue player um, trying to run versus 
a rested player coming on and doing damage much more efficiently. So it is really, an, and, and I don't think coaches get enough uh, credit for trying to manage that because they're trying to put, call uh, plays as well and watching what the defense are doing and call and watching what the offense are doing and calling plays accordingly. But they're also trying to think of their player management and the energy management as well. So um, I know Bryce was trying to do that on the weekend with me having little vomit sessions on the sideline because I was ill. Um, and, you know, so um, it, it's very difficult, but very, very important. And what I have learned and learned from my mistake is that your best friends are the ones that can backfill you and you can work as a team in a position as the same position is what I've learned. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I don't think there's anything worse than putting yourself on an island so much that no one could ever take your job because at some point your indispensability, I'm coming up with all sorts of words tonight, indispensability comes at a detriment of the team. You know, if there's no one there to take your spot, then the the buck stops with you. You know, if you're not there to do yeah. it, then that's the pressure on yourself. Um, so, yeah, Absolutely. I feel like- and then And then you don't get to play things like linebacker because you're so seen as a running back. Yep. Feels with that. Feels with that. All right, guys, let's jump straight into the breakdown. Uh, Lou, I know that you've got some mum duty, so let's get this over and done with pretty soon. Uh, breakdown, Vipers v Valkyries. What's your vibe here? What's happening? Uh, I think that the Vipers will probably have a field day with the Valkyries. I hope not, um, but I think the Valkyries are still quite fresh with those new players coming in and trying to connect um, with each other. But I was not expecting what I was with the Broncos, um, so who knows? And I think um, in a previous podcast when you podcast when you guys were talking, um, you you were talking about being complacent. And I think that's what the Broncos were. And I heard from a couple of people that um, they were saying they knew that our game was going to be hard. So training was completely different when they were going to play us to what training was when they were going to play the Valkyries. And even half time, um, they were having more of a joke and laughing and singing and dancing. And that was the score at 0-0. So it's quite interesting to see what that was for their game. Um, so Vipers need to not make that mistake as well. They need to come out and they need to come out firing. Um, and the Vipers, if they don't have all their players um, and the Valkyries are getting up there early, they might be able to stop and they might be able to shut down a couple. But I think this, again, is probably a good practice game for the Vipers. I think they need to practice their pass game. Because if they've only played a couple of games this season, right? Like only three games, I think it is. Yeah. So that's, yeah, same, same with us as well. So we, we played the Vipers. That was a full game. Um, We played the Broncos in a full game. So the one against the Saints was our third full game because um, Valkyries had to forfeit and then the Jets, um, they had to pull their team at halftime and Vipers are the same. They've had some um, forfeits, but not on a team's, I think maybe the Jets had to, but that was because of numbers. Um, so yeah, so the Vipers, I think have only played three, but then you've got the Saints who I think have played six. So then you look at the draw and the fixtures and you go, well, what's, what's going on? Um, but 
yeah, I think the Vipers can't be complacent. They need to go out there and they need to use this to practice maybe some other plays that they want to try and incorporate. And they need to, I think, try and get more of their pass game. We know that they're a run dominant team. We know that they can do that. And like I said last week, a win's a win, no matter how you do it. So why not practice and try and get more of the things in that you might not be doing against, say, stronger teams because it's not working. This is now the time for them um, to practice that kind of thing. Oh, you see, now that's really, that's an interesting concept, Danny. And I, I think that we've spoken about this before is like, how much do you bring out in games where you go, okay, this is just like a semi-practice run, like let's practice some new stuff because you don't want to give away the things that you're going to give away in the next couple of weeks, right? Hundred percent. I was just thinking about that when Lou was talking about it. I was thinking to myself, no. Oh. I was like, oh, I, 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 I might personally. I keep things in the bag. I like to keep things in the bag. You practice um, these things in the dark for a reason. Yeah, that that's that's me though. Um, yes, of course you want you love full game sim. You know, being being able to get those things down pat. But I think there's a lot of things that you leave at the back end of a season. Well when it is a back end of a season kind of thing, like we're in at the moment for New South Wales, um, where you just keep it in your back your back pocket and you practice it at training, you practice and you practice, and then you bring it to those games that you need it for. Um, you know, I'm sure we've all we've all got things in our back pocket at the moment with that 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 we're keeping for those certain games that we need. Um, so yeah, but that's when that's where my head head goes on that. I just of course we've got a few things that we'd like to show, but then you know, we film our, our games, everyone sees our games. Um, so, yeah, hide those things in the back pocket, I say, but that's just me. It's a tough one. It's a tough one for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of how the Valkyries went against the Broncos, Lou, like it looked like, you know, their defense was holding up. I think that their offense is still clicking a little bit. Like what do you think of score? Can we get a score out of this one? Uh All right, I'm going to go with, I think it's probably going to be more than the Broncos um, because the the Vipers don't have the luxury of bringing people on and off the field. Majority of them are playing both ways. And yes, they get tired, uh, but I think their players are probably too strong and too dominant. So I am going to go with 56-0. Oh, dear. Ooh, all right, all right, all right. Christy, I know limited knowledge, but uh, Valkyrie's very, very new. They've just had a jet booster pack. Uh, they've got some reinvigorated legs, fresh legs, fresh people, giving it to the number one team who's only played three games all season. I think it's the like similar to the game, you know, similar to the Raiders in our competition where they've only played three games all year, yet you know that they're one of the top teams, but because they haven't played as much, are they still the top? How is that going to all work out on the field? But Give me a give me a score score prediction here. I don't know necessarily about score, but um, I think for Valkyries, um, like we talked about uh, earlier, how just bringing in Cody and myself into an offense. Now that's only two people, but it definitely changed it for the quarterback. So I think um, we all know that offense clicks a little bit later because of the complexity and the choreography, as I like to call, that's required and the timing. Um, so I do think the Vipers, their experience and their gelling will probably get up over them. I reckon maybe uh, two touchdowns. Um, and I think that if they've been complacent, uh, that's a good lesson learned. And you, you only do that once. 
um, and you won't do that mistake again. So um, I'm hoping that for them. Um, so I'm going for them. Nice. Danny, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, look, um, I'm, I'm not really sure exactly how the score is going to pan out. I do think that it's going to be a, obviously quite a high score for the Vipers and I'm hoping that the Valkyries can get a score score on the board. You know, like as you're saying, sometimes when new blood comes in, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, so it might be a real good thing this week, them wanting to just, like, you know, get in there, go hard, back each other. Um, so I think maybe Valkyries are probably going to put one or two points on the board, um, two scores on the board or so. And then, yeah, look, Vipers, they'll be in there somewhere in probably the 40s. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Marie actually said that uh, the Valkyries are feeling positive. Um and so that's a plus. And so she's predicting a Vipers 28, Valkyries 8 scoreline. I think that I'm a little bit uh, leaning towards the Valkyries at least getting one score wrong because I think that that would just do amazing things for their morale as a team. Um, but I do think that the Vipers will be up there uh, high 30s, if not uh, in the 40s, similar to Danny. All right, guys, this has been another bumper episode and we do not have time for rapid fire again tonight. Uh, Lou, thanks so much for jumping on. I know that we haven't given GW as big of an input uh, this week as we usually do, but we've got some special guests coming up over the next couple of weeks. And uh, just as we wrap up the GNSW season, GW goes on break. So there's a whole bunch happening. Um, but thanks for jumping on with us tonight. Thank you. Pleasure. Pleasure. And everybody else, uh, yeah, check out some games this weekend. Keep an eye on the socials. We're posting all the time. Uh, we're actually looking for some more contributors to come on board, uh, both on the panel, on the podcast, helping us on social media, just doing a whole bunch of stuff. And there's some really interesting things happening up at GA level. So uh, stay tuned on that. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.